Hey there, before we get started, I always forget to say this. Would you please go and take a moment and rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's super helpful, it helps people find the show, and it also gives me good feedback on how I can be making the show better, or how I can continue to be awesome. That was uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, thanks for doing that. All right, now we'll get started. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the show. <laughs> thank you very much, even Lucy, and thank you for being here on another week, another edition of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Eddie. It is very nice to see you or maybe meet you here. A lot of folks have found this for the very first time coming over from the newsletter. By the way, this is a newsletter, newsletter and a podcast all in one. You can subscribe to the newsletter at eddiekoffeltz.com, and I am so glad that you are here as we figure out ways to traverse life together. Some of the ways are going to be random and small. Some are going to be big and brave and scary, and we will certainly fail. We are going to fail 100% because uh, we're not perfect. We're just doing the best we can. And so every single week, I'm going to share something that is kind of on my mind. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, advice for a new parent. I had a friend write in, and I thought, you know what? Let's answer that question. It is also worth noting that this show is a live recording, so we just go from the beginning to the end. I do this because I want to be able to kind of pull down the veil between us and allow us to have the most honest conversation possible. So I'm not going to edit myself. You get what you get, Dan. You don't mind a bit. I don't know. My kids used to have to say that in school, so it just came out. Uh, and we have a very special free skate today. That's the second portion of our show where I kind of get to do what I want. Uh, and today uh, we have a very special guest on the show. We'll leave you with that cliffhanger as we get in to thoughts for this week. Issue 15, advice for a new parent. We interrupt this regularly scheduled post to bring you a pressing reader question from Wayne Suliba. Fun fact about Lane. He won two Georgia Associated Press Media Editors Awards, one for Best Business Writing 2018, as well as third place for Best Feature Writing 2018. Okay, Lane. How did I know this? I googled you, Lane, to make sure you weren't a cat fisherman. But look at you. You're a fancy PR and marketing fella on top of being a real writer with a real website. However, you're also a Georgia fan, which is deeply bothersome. But then again, you did reach out to a gator for advice. So, anyhow. Lane had a question. He writes, I'd love to hear you talk about parenting. My wife is pregnant with our first child, a boy, after going through IVF for the past year. She's due December 21st. So maybe if you talk about this, I'll have our little boy in my arms while listening. I'd love to hear some do's and don'ts while raising a little one, especially in those early days. What's the most valuable, long-lasting thing you and your wife did when your kids were babies? What are some habits you put into place that we uh, may not be thinking of? Whether you share the small things, the big things, I'd value it all. Thanks for the newsletter and the podcast. Keep it up because, yes, we're all doing the best we can. And I know that may be my motto as I enter fatherhood. Well, that's a great email. Thank you, sir. Also, Lane, it's December 15th. You need this Hail Mary advice right now. Eddie Suliba, that's his name, could be born any moment. We have work to do. Suliba. I said it right, didn't I? Yeah, Eddie Suliba could be born any moment. We have work to do. Let's start with uh, some extremely practical advice, which out of pure laziness and word count conservation, I'm going to headline. The first headline is this, the six, six, and six theory. 
elephant in the room here in my head it's actually just 666 theory like just the number sixes but if i know my readership i know you all are not going to be into that even just saying this in the body of the text is going to lose me i'm guessing 20-ish subscribers i will post the most deliciously critical feedback on social media Anyhow, Lane doesn't have time for these rabbit trails. My man's got a go bag by the door and a car seat installed. So let's talk about the theory. For the first six days, you're going to be in a total haze. You and your partner will have just experienced a child entering your family. Note, this theory also applies to foster and adoptive families. And not only will there be a whole new person who never leaves, but you'll be tired. Even if you sleep, you'll be tired. You'll have questions and you'll be Googling baby poop consistency diagram at 4 a.m. Random people may show up and bring you food. Are those people your friends and family? You won't remember and you don't need to write them a thank you note. Just remember to eat every once in a while. Also, nothing will be clean ever. Your home will be loud and you won't go to insert any location you want to loved. You won't shower. The entire world will be spinning. But listen, just give it six days and tell yourself to make it to the seventh day. See, you don't have to unsubscribe. I said seventh. And watch how quickly you adjust. Ideally, the insanity will start to somehow make sense. And you'll find yourself, like, not exactly getting used to it, but not freaking the hell out all the time. And then you'll hit the six-week mark. At six weeks, I think you'll start to realize that you're recalibrating. Your capacity will have stretched. You'll know how diapers and swaddlers work. You'll know how to read the cries. You'll start to feel, and I use this word lightly, normal. All you have to do is keep swimming. At six weeks, you've finished boot camp, and now you're a soldier. It'll still be hard, but you may find yourself remembering to shower and eat, which is a win. And then you get to six months. At six months, you'll find that one morning you and your partner have enough fuel in the tank to consider heading to the Saturday farmer's market. Farmer's market, excuse me. Your partner will get ready as you get little Eddie fed, cleaned up, and in the stroller. In my mind, the farmer's market is about four blocks away from you and you'll want to walk, but you can feel free to drive if you want. It's your life lane. Anyhow, 30 minutes later, you're strolling in the market, showing your baby the cute dogs as they trot by whilst sipping a cup of locally roasted coffee. And it will be then that you lean over and love whisper to your partner, do you even remember a life before Eddie? And you'll both realize that sure, you remember that life. But this new season is just now the season and you're living again. So six days, weeks, and months. Mark your calendar. To the less practical advice. Number one, you do you. Everyone told me that the first year of marriage would be the hardest. Well, in my case, they were wrong. Marriage was a breeze and I felt ready for it. But being a parent, ah, well, that was when it hit the fan. Then the fan exploded and hit another fan. Then a fireball of burning fans came down and crashed on me, and I was left to crawl out of the burning rubble of a played-out metaphor. Being a parent was a brutal mirror for who I was, where I came from, and how I'd need to progress if I was going to serve my family well. To that end, the most helpful thing I've ever done for my children has been pursuing, doggedly, my mental and physical health. I can write more on this at another time if it's helpful for people, but for now, please just do the things that will help. Of course, I'm going to recommend counseling, but even a great friend or trusted spiritual leader can help. Just get honest before you go to bed tonight. Eddie, again, that's the name of your unborn child, will be better for it. Next little headline, seek slash ignore advice. I'll close with this. Everything I just wrote may be wrong. 
the 666 thing may be total rubbish and your circumstances are so different that I lost you completely. Heck, maybe you don't even have a farmer's market or you hate coffee. By the way, both of those are red flags in your soul. Furthermore, the you do you section may have fallen flat because you've done the work. You, you don't, because you've done the work, you don't need to do the work anymore or parenting may be a totally natural thing for you. Lane, at the end of the day, bringing a child into a home is an everyday miracle. And as you well know, having gone through the IVF process, there's nothing about this process that's automatic. There's nothing typical. And nobody truly knows everything about you and your family. Your journey is distinctly your own. Little Eddie will be unlike all of your other friends' children. And the special alchemy that is you and your partner only exists between the two of you. So when anyone gives you advice, which they will, know that it may be wonderful and worth heeding, or it may just not be for you. There is no right. There is only that which serves you and your family best. You all will know what's right. Believe it or not, Lane, you are ready for this. You may not feel that way today, but I assure you that every parent who read your question both empathized with your curiosity and knew that because you thought to ask it, you knew the answer. You care and you want to do a good job. And that's the ballgame. Sure. You're going to suck at being a parent and you'll seek advice and you'll recalibrate and you'll apologize and you'll do the best you can. Hey. And so I'm really glad that Eddie, both of us get to watch and learn from you. One last thing. I forgot about this. Hospitals are freezing and nobody in the maternity ward cares if the dad is comfortable. So please pack an extra jacket for yourself and maybe even some little mittens for yourself. That would be really helpful. Okay, well, we are going to continue with our portion of the podcast called The Free Skate, which somebody thought last week, uh, it wasn't called The Free Skate, it was called The, um, oh, I forget what they said, but they didn't know it was Free Skate, so F-R-E-E-S-K-A-T-E, I forgot what they said it was, and joining us for The Free Skate today is Brienne Brienne Koffeltz, oh, I miss, that is embarrassing, You should keep it live. Oh, I will, I'm not going to edit that, that's too embarrassing. (laughs) Also, you should remember what that person said, now I'm curious. Yeah, so maybe I shouldn't, or not... Not have started the thing. Maybe you should prepare. Yeah. Maybe you should think about it. It's just hitting record. Do it live, but just prepare. Yeah. Think about it just a little bit. Brianne Koffeltz, to whom I'm wed. Or as you tell Eve, dial in. <laughs> she said that to a person that I said that. And I was like, oh, golly. <laughs> I do tell her to dial in. I tell her myself. You tell yourself. I tell myself to focus. Like this, like just when I was vacuuming a little earlier on today and I messed up the vacuum. I was like, come on, Eddie, dial in. Was that like a moment to show that you're like an equal partner? No, it was yeah. very critical. Letting the people know that you vacuum? You think equal? We did 50-50? I, I mean, I wouldn't say this month. Really? I mean, do you want to say what Eve's getting for Christmas? I don't remember. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we're here to talk about parenting, <laughs> the irony. Um, and so I just shared, so what you haven't heard yet is that somebody emailed in he, they're like he and his wife are expecting a child now. It's like on the twenty first, and it was like, it's like Mary and Joseph. Is <laughs> this like Mary and Joseph? What do you? Are th- you really thrown for a loop when I speak for myself on your podcast? It's hard. I'm used to it's being hard. here alone and just setting up and laughing at my own little. You have jokes. some main character energy. Yeah, I hear you in my office, just laughing to yourself. I know. Okay. You want me to be in a supporting role? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> You know, I'm looking for a Proverbs wife. 
Um, okay, so I talked about parenting, and so I gave that like six 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 rule thing, their theory that isn't that great. You have I told you that before? I mean, you did earlier, and it's also like my social security number. Oh. What do you think about that? First of all, because you're hold on. What was it? It was the idea. It wasn't like revolutionary, but it was the idea that like for the first six days, it's going to be crazy. So just make it through. After six weeks, you're going to start to feel like you're done with boot camp and you kind of know what you're doing. I was trying to be like very practical, not just like what I and after six months, it may feel like, okay, I kind of got this. I don't remember what it was like before kids. What do you think as you hear that? Uh, I think that's fine. I don't think that was like a handhold for me. I think it was a handhold for you. And so yeah. to me, that's, that's what advice is. Like it was helped you through it. So like, yeah, good on you. Yeah, like that, that was also the last piece of advice was like, I don't know what advice will be helpful for you. Cause it was like the advice that's helpful for me is, was extremely custom to me. Totally. I feel like, um, I still remember this story about this, somebody that had a child. It was like a teen mom and it was somehow like before the internet, she had a child so she only went to her mom for her advice on how to mm. raise this kid. And then she did the whole traditional thing, like mid twenties, whatever, got married and had a kid or something. Yeah. And the internet was there. And she was actually like, it was easier the first time. Like oh. there was, so, because you can find conflicting advice at all times, right? Like how to have a child sleep, oh what you gosh. do for discipline. You can find anything you want to support what you're doing and what's not working. And so I think advice is, you know, like, I'm not going to say that's good or bad advice. It was helpful for you. And so I think it's great for that. But you're a person, like, I have always admired the fact that you are way more open to finding advice and you read a lot more. I feel like you ingest a lot more advice, especially like when it comes to parenting than I do. Part of that, I think, might be laziness on my part. But part of it is like there's a hesitancy. What makes you so open to, like, tell how did you learn to do that? Or did you just, uh, I feel like, I mean, it, parenting has just been a humbling experience. And so I, I really like research and people that have gone before me. And so I did, I feel like it also though, it's not just like a purely good thing because I think we are in a, or having a hard season, not sure how to parent, um, a specific child in that moment. And so I went to books to like do that. And, um, but I think at some point, just similar to the advice is like, you can, I can read too much. Like it was like, mm. uh, I'm not, I cannot read too much, but like read too much about a specific thing. Like I, I actually read all the things and I was talking to a good friend and it was like, you know what? I'm common sense knowing my kid in prayer. Like I'm out, I'm out on books for a little bit. Yeah. So I tried to make that point in the article. Not well, you made it better just now, but how it's just like, you, you can take all the advice and like, don't, don't ignore it and just be like, no, I'm not going to listen to anybody's good wisdom. Like, w- like you mentioned sleep training earlier, you're going to, everybody has the best way to do sleep training or no sleep training or right. But you can take in all the advice, but what you, what I feel like I've really learned from you watching you is like, you can parse it out. Like this doesn't work for the kid or this doesn't work for me. Or like you just take it and you kind of, you can, not take it all as gospel, but also not just throw it all away or even throw away. Like this is a good part from this book. The rest of this book wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. For our specific kid. But I feel like that's also kid specific, right? As soon as you have more than one kid, you have to figure out a new way of parenting usually. Yeah. I feel like that's our generation. I feel like past generations, like here's my parenting method. And I had five kids and it worked really well for three and it didn't for two and best of luck. And now it's a little more like tailored to the kid, which I subscribe to. Like basically, how yeah. is your message going to land? You know, I I don't default to that as much. I should. 
but I, I don't, don't know that you should, but I just, I mean, maybe that's my Enneagram number two of like reading the room and like, here's, yeah. here's what's going to help my message get across. I care that my message is getting across of like what I want to teach in this moment. And here's how I feel like this person will hear it. And here's how I feel like this person will hear it. Yeah. You are real. It is are really good at that because I do find myself not doing that, like being a little bit more like, here's what I think should be right. I'm going to say it, but not I'm forgetting the audience yeah. that different people are hearing it different ways. Um, book wise, was there anything because this guy's like just having like they're just about to have a baby. Is there any book that was like I wouldn't read anything. I would just get sleep if you have time. <laughs> um, but later on, I mean, a lot of people say like you're not you shouldn't read a or there shouldn't be a book like what to expect when you're expecting. It's like what to expect for a teenager. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, uh, he won't want to hear this, but the baby stage sometimes seems like simpler. And the fact that there's three things they need, like that's yeah. it. And then, you know, every, every stage has something different. I loved the blessing of a skin knee. Um, I loved that book. Um, who, was, who wrote that? I don't know. Why are you doing this to me now? No, <laughs> I but I didn't, I didn't read it. I didn't even read it. Did I? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't, well, you, I didn't just discover. So <laughs> I, I, um, I loved that one. I also like for people that aren't readers, like Dr. Becky Kennedy is like on Instagram. And I think that's like a, such a good space for parents. Cause you can like have a 30 second video and be out. So it's like, you don't want to read this book. Yeah. Fine. But you can still get like parenting tips. I didn't read that either. Short and sweet. Yeah. Well, that's new. <laughs> Hers just came out like the end of this year. Yeah. Um, and also the other question to, to think of is like I'm not um I feel like on this show sometimes I uh, tend to be like the posture is self-deprecating and that's like endearing but I'm not trying to do that but in by saying this like you are an exceptional parent and I feel like w- whether it's natural or not I don't think gives you enough credit but like a lot of times when I don't know the right way to parent like if I can watch you and copy you not put the burden on you if I can copy you at least I know okay well that's that's good I think part of that comes from like you come from a solid family but like how do you I I guess I guess the question I'm asking is like how do you know to do that like where do you feel like you picked up the ability to be a solid parent by default because a lot of what I wrote in the article was like you're not gonna know how to do it and go to counseling and do all that kind of stuff but you seem to be just really good at it Oh, that's very kind. I don't, I don't feel that way. I mean, I, it, I could use this as a public way to like apologize to my clients that I had for family counseling before I had kids, you know, it's yeah. like, well, just simply give them a boundary, sir. <laughs> Enjoy that. Yeah. So I feel like it's just been humbling. I feel like you, I learned from, I don't know, like what's working, what's not and books and us talking about it. Like what we, I don't know where I heard it, but it was like talking about what you want for the kid at when they leave the house, if they're leaving the house, like at 18, the qualities you want for them. And then that's what you're supposed to model during like stressful, hard situations. Like it's very easy to be kind and generous when your cup's full, mm-hmm. but like in stressful moments, like how do you respond? And that's what, I don't know. Like, so if we value like humor, kindness, flexibility, like um, generosity, whatever those things are, like, they need to be modeled. Right. Cause the best advice, well, who was it on like Kelly Corgan's podcast? Um, Julie, somebody, she wrote, um, how to, how to raise an adult child. What did it was it? She's like a Stanford Dean for a while. I can look it up and put it in the show notes. Okay. So so great. But anyway, she said the best thing you need for as a parent, the only tool you'll need is a shovel to get your own 
junk out of the way. Like, so, um, anyways, I just feel like you, people need to work on themselves. of like, what's triggering? Like for me, when the kids aren't, I don't perceive them as being generous. I want to like go postal because I just think about what they've been given, you know, like, so, but I have to recognize like, you know, their age and don't always get that perspective right then. And we need to expose them to other perspectives of people that anyways, that's getting off track. No, it's not at all. Here's what I'm also thinking about. Let's hear it. I spent this entire conversation trying to remember what we got here for Christmas. And I cannot. <laughs> like, I'm here and I'm present. I'm asking the questions. But, I sw- like, we've talked about it, right? Yeah. But I, there's some. Can you give me, like, a hint or something? <laughs> what if she listens? Oh. Anyways, but I, I did that with a, I had a client last night. And we were talking about something. And I was like, you're not going to be able to keep, like, I'm not going to keep listening unless we figure out who said Look, this. Let's thing. pause right now. Hold on just a moment. I'm held up here. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's it. I think that's, is there anything else? We had talked earlier about things I was going to ask and then I forgot about what to talk about. Oh, I feel like for me, the best parenting advice. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I can, I can ask and answer. You know what I mean? mean, What I do. (laughs) It's the brand show. It's it's the other 70% of this show is me talking to myself. So (laughs) that's true. Yes. Right. That's the best question. I feel like for me, it was to recognize like whatever's happening, this isn't forever because I think I panicked like at the beginning, especially because we had like two at one. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to see my friends again. Like I'm never going, like a friendships are a huge part of my life or time with you or a moment to myself or anything. I'm like, this is never going to happen again. And so the fact that it was like, uh, maybe that speaks to your six days, six weeks, but like you will, you know what I mean? But it, I, I have plenty of stories where I try to do it too fast. I mean, I took like whatever, Lucy to lunch with a friend and it was like, I wasn't being a good friend to Sarah. I wasn't being a good parent to Lucy. And then I wasn't home for your shoulder surgery. I was like, I was failing on all fronts because I was trying to do, I was still trying to behave as I was before I was a parent, you know? Yeah, that's good. Because I, I'm the thing I was sharing was way more. It's interesting that we both share that as the best advice. Because the thing I was sharing way more was basically what I couldn't have named then, but I now is just like anxiety management, like freaking out management. Like it's going to get better after six weeks, but yours is way more like, like, uh, not coming from a place of anxiety. It's coming from like just generalized anxiety. It's coming from like, what will life look like? Is this the way it all works now? Well, yeah, just, I felt like this is how it feels today. So it felt like this is how it's always going to feel. Cause I've never been a parent. So I don't know a parent, you know, like, uh, what it is to be a four month old. I only knew like 12 day with two new kids or whatever. So, or 12 deal, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it was just like for, I mean, I partly feel like you have to live that, you know, people can tell you you're going to love your kid, whatever, like yeah. you have to live some of that stuff. I don't know that. Totally. That's why I just don't know that advice is the best. I just, I, maybe that's me, but I just feel like you need to have support and yeah, and reach out. Yeah. Right? Okay. Last thing in the article that you have not read. Okay. I, uh, named their kid as a joke. Oh, sure. Just like with Teddy and Emily's twins. Right. What? Now listen, really think hard because this is like the like a marriage game show. So I named their kid, mm-hmm. picked a first name for the kid. What did I name the kid? And repeat the whole time as a joke. The whole time, what did I name the kid? My go-to, but I don't feel confident, and I don't appreciate being set up like this. I'm sorry. So like you want me to just tell you, Ricky? No, great, no, great no, no, no. I don't guess. want. I don't want false encouragement. Hold on. There's going to be like a lull. Way more full of myself, if that helps. Oh, Edward Vincent. Just Eddie. I just oh. gave him Eddie. Just like was... you want to name our second cat. Or I said that because we saw somebody call the <laughs> that vet. That was a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Tell, save that. 
like naming the cat after you so that when you called the vet to make an appointment, it sounds like you're making it for you. (laughs) But also I heard that's something white people do is name their pets like people names. I like waffles. And then that made me. Yeah. So we did good with waffles a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brian, thank you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I mispronounced your name at the beginning. (laughs) Do you want to try my last name? That's the real kicker. I can't. Yeah. It's too hard. Spell it. Well, thank you so much to Brianne for joining us. Thank you uh, to Lane for sending in that thoughtful question and allowing us to consider it together over on the newsletter today. Uh, I changed it up a little bit, decided not to do the obsessions piece of it. Uh, Every week on the newsletter, I add something that I'm just kind of obsessing on or thinking about. And I had just remembered a quote from the West Wing, which actually was a quote by Thomas Merton and kind of tracked down that quote and it just seemed right it seemed right for seemed right for lane it seemed right for us seemed right for me so i just put that uh i put that little poem in there uh, it's called a prayer of unknowing by thomas merton maybe you've read it before it was very lovely anyhow i put that over there uh next week you're going to want to come back next week because next week is our first annual christmas extravaganza um I am not going to tell you who's going to be on the show, but I will tell you that he is a very special boy and he did edit today's newsletter and you can go and you can uh, contact him if you want anybody to edit the newsletter. Well, I guess I have to tell you now. No, I'm not going to tell you. If you've listened before, you know who it is. He will be here next week. We have put together a Spotify playlist and I am writing uh, my best attempt at a kind of Christmas Eve sermon for us to read and consider together next week. And uh, so then after that, I'm going to take a few weeks off kind of breathe a little bit for the end of the year and then we'll be back uh, next year doing the best we can thank you so much for being here i look forward to seeing you then